Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church. My name is uh, Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, I have the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to support the ministry, the mission that God is doing here in the uh, Lincoln Park area through St. James, please go to our website and uh, donate online. Thanks for listening. say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There was this professor who, uh, he'd come to a class, and uh, they noticed he would come in, he'd reach in his coat pocket, and he'd pull out a tennis ball, and he'd put it in the corner of uh, his podium, and he'd lecture, and then uh, class is over. He took the tennis ball, put it back in his pocket, and went on his way. And he kept on doing this, and people didn't know why, what he was doing. Until one day, uh, he had done that, and he noticed that there was a kid out there, a student, sleeping. So he grabbed the tennis ball, and he whipped it at him, and it hit him squarely in the forehead, and he woke up. The next day, uh, they uh, noticed that he took a baseball and put it on the podium, and no one ever felt asleep there again. We need that sometimes from our Lord to stay awake. Maybe a tennis ball, sometimes a baseball. But God wants us to stay awake in this crazy world that quite honestly wants you to fall asleep. Jesus uh, says some powerful things. He basically is talking about the last day. Um, the disciples are asking him, you know, how will we know this to happen? And Jesus' answer seems to be, stay awake. That's, that's really the key. In other words, I'm not going to tell you when. In fact, Jesus says, nobody knows when except for the Father. Jesus even says that he doesn't know when the last day will be, when God will come back. When Jesus, I should say, when Jesus comes again in glory. So stay awake, Jesus says. It's like a man going on a journey, he says. When he leaves home, like a master that is, he puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, stay awake, because you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at the cock's crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. What I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. What does that mean? Is Jesus saying that you need to stay awake or you might miss him? I think sometimes people think that. You need to stay awake or you might miss Jesus when he comes back again in glory. Is that possible? It's not. The first time Christ came, he was missed by the world, wasn't he? Because he came as what? An infant in a manger to poverty. He came in gentleness. He came in total peace because he came with salvation. He came on a cross. He was totally missed by the world because he came to give grace and mercy. But when Christ comes again in glory, no one will miss it. It will not be like the first Christmas 
it'll be maybe like Christmas is today. Everyone will know. Jesus says it'll be like uh, lightning that falls from the sky. You see it. Everyone sees it, but they don't know exactly where it's falling from. He kind of gives that as an indication. That's what it's going to be like. When Christ comes in again in glory, every single human being, everyone will know and see it. So when he says stay awake, he doesn't mean stay awake or you're going to miss it. That's impossible. So what does he mean by stay awake? I think sometimes we think he means stay awake uh, and try to figure out when the end times are going to happen. Try to put together these signs and these clues and figure it out, right? So if you're watching the John Hagee, he's, he's like at 3 a.m. now, so you are staying awake if you're seeing John Hagee. He's this crazy preacher, and all he does is talk about the last day and the end times and these signs, you know. And so every time there's a new dictator, he's usually bringing it up and saying, you know, I, I remember Saddam Hussein. Well, Saddam Hussein is the Antichrist, which is really makes for a very lame Antichrist, by the way, if you really think about <laughs> Saddam Hussein. You know, but he, he, he does this all the time. And the last one, I think, was the four blood moons. Oh, there's four red moons in this month and Israel, blah, blah, blah. And he's got some obscure passages. And John Hagee's figured out these are the last days. Jesus. Jesus is coming. Is that what Jesus means? Stay awake and figure out the puzzle? No. God does not play games. He doesn't give us riddles to try to figure out when Jesus is coming. He doesn't do that in any way, by the way. When it comes to God's will in your life, he doesn't play games. I hope you figure out the signs that you'll get so you know that you should take that job or that job. That's not how God works at all. I promise you. Neither does he play games when it comes to your, his love for you, he forgives. He gives you total grace. He gives you eternal life, period, and he makes it clear. He doesn't play games as to when Jesus is coming. Jesus says it. He's coming again. You don't know exactly when, but it will happen, right? So what does it mean? Stay awake. It means to... Remember the reality that we live in. The reality that we find in Holy Scriptures. That God has made all things. That we have screwed it up and screwed our lives up deeply as sinners. That Jesus died for our sins and rose again. That there is total forgiveness for sinners, you and me, and that we will rise again too and it will be okay. That is reality. Does that make sense? Staying awake means living and remembering this is what's going on. And it means also staying awake means this world's going to end. And the things that I hold on to and the treasures that I have, as great as they are, and thank God for them, they will not last. Staying awake means, means to be conscious of the real reality of how things work of how things are, what God has done and will do. That's what staying awake means. And you'd think it would be easy because we have been brought into a reality that is just incredible. You know, we have. Where dead people walk, where total sinners are forgiven. We have been introduced through baptism, brought into God's reality, which is the only actual reality where there is hope, where there is peace, where there is a day when things will be okay. You'd think it would be easy to stay awake in that, right? Once you hear it for the first time, once you come to believe that. But it's not. That's why Jesus says stay awake because he knows 
that we are not much better than a college kid in class, at an 8 o'clock class, by the way, on Monday. <laughs> we fall asleep easily. People oftentimes uh, recently have been throwing out solutions for the church. Um, because, uh, you know, the church in America, the rest of the world, the church is growing leaps and bounds. In America, uh, church attendance is down. And people are freaking out about it, and they're trying to figure out exactly why, and, and people are making lots of money writing silly books about seven steps to avoid this, or, or why this is happening in America, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why it's happening is people are falling asleep. Because in America, we have the ability to fall asleep easier, I think, than, than many other countries. And this is what I mean by this. There is no new philosophy that has negated the claims of Christianity. Nothing, there's no new philosophy that successfully uh, combats the claims of Christianity. There's been no scientific discovery that has sort of proven that Jesus didn't rise from the dead or that God didn't make everything or that uh, there is a heaven or hell. There's been nothing that's really proven this or disproven in any way. So none of that really has hurt Christianity in any way. But what causes us to fall asleep and might cause us not to be in church and to hear his word all the time is a general complacency with our lives. We have the ability to live in the fantasy, the dream, that everything's fine in our lives. You know what I mean? We can do this. You know, when you're 20-something, you're very good. I was very good at doing this, right? Everything's good. Everything I touch turns to gold. I'm never going to die. I can just do silly things. But in general, we can live like this. We can fantasize and live in the dream that things are fine. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that keeps us from being in God's Word and desperately clinging to His promises because we literally can convince ourselves that we're okay and we're not bad and we don't need forgiveness and the world's fine, even though we gripe and yell at the TV as this or that politician's elected, as we see fires going on in California. And we live in Chicago, by the way. How can you live in Chicago and not think the world is crazy? I mean, I pay 20% of my taxes for buying. I'm joking. Not, not just that. <laughs> People are dying. Right? People's lives and marriages and families are messed up. It's insane out there. People are living miserable lives. But yet we can fantasize that everything's fine. We can do that with technology, quite honestly. You throw on the phone and we can just sort of disappear. Or buying things to sort of immediately make us kind of happy, make us feel good about ourselves. Or read books that say, I'm okay, you're okay, everybody's okay. Well, those people aren't. We fall asleep in the fantasy that our life is okay. But that's a lie, is it not? This world is dying you are dying. This world is full of messed up sinners. You are one of them. You have victims of your sins in your immediate life. You don't need to go to the south side of Chicago to find lives that are falling apart, people living in fear and scared or broken down and beaten by the hardness of this world. The reality is this world really stinks. 
That's really important. Sometimes God needs to throw a tennis ball at us to wake us up to see that. And sometimes he needs to throw a baseball. But that's one of the goals of the church is to wake up people to the mess that we've made of our lives and the mess this world is in. But for what purpose? To wake up and see that there actually is hope. Jesus wants to wake us up, and we want to wake this community up, not just to make them see how bad they are and how awful the world is and depress them, <laughs> but you want to wake people up, and we need to be woken up so that we can see where our hope really is. It is in a real historical fact, reality, where a man died for our sins, a man who did amazing miracles and rose again, where God died for us and rose again. And then no matter what we have done, no matter what sins we've accumulated, we are forgiven by the blood of Christ. And no matter what the doctor says tomorrow, you will rise again. And a new day is coming where there'll be no more wars and there'll be no fighting. There'll be no more dysfunction. There'll be no more divorce or estrangement or death or the devil. We have something to look forward to. Isn't that a beautiful reality? So our Lord wakes us up. That's the whole point of church. Why do you come to church? You do not come to church to worship God. That is not why you come to a church service. You do not come here, and uh, the council is going to hate me saying this, you do not come to church to give your offering. Though that is a part of praising God. The number one reason why you should be coming to church is this is where one place where the Lord wakes you up through his word. So how do you stay awake? You stay awake by being in his word. That's the whole point of a church service, of preaching, of Bible studies. When I want to get you into devotions every day, it's because I want you to stay awake. Because when you're in God's word, when you're hearing it taught or preached, or you're reading it home, you're in his reality. Where your sins are pointed out, but also where you see your Savior. Does that make sense? That's why you read God's Word. You stay in His reality. Otherwise, you get out of this and you let the TV and the internet and politics and the world, all these things, they become your reality. Doom and gloom. Or if you're listening to voices that you like, hey, you're awesome. You're great. You're, you know what doesn't stink. This is reality. That's why, that's the whole point of church. It's the whole point of Bible study. So I encourage you to stay awake this Advent. And I do that, I say that by coming to church services, but also at home. Read the Bible, get it open, read a psalm a day. I promise you, it will keep you awake in God's reality where you are forgiven, where you rise again. And also prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Stay awake praying, right? But you know, it reminds me, staying awake, after Jesus says these words and tells his disciples to stay awake, what happens? He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He brings his three top guys. These are the best of the best disciples. And he tells them, you guys pray. I'm going to go over there and pray. That's all you got to do, pray. Jesus goes and does that. He comes back. What are they doing? sleeping. He wakes them up. He goes back to pray. He comes back. What are they doing? Sleeping. <laughs> he does it again. They keep on falling asleep. And you're thinking, 
man, these guys can't handle it. How will I? What do we see here? We see our Lord even when we sleep. Jesus is awake. And even though we fail as disciples, Christ does not fail us. And as they sat and slept, Jesus kept on praying, but more importantly, went to the cross for them, rose again for them, for you, for me. Even though we fall asleep, praise the Lord, Jesus does not. And finally, to stay awake. When I say this, it sounds like, you know, you need to do this. It sounds like I'm giving you some sort of a command, you know, or a, a task or something like this. But maybe we should think of staying awake like this. When you're a kid and Christmas is coming, the night before Christmas, are you sleeping or are you going to be awake? Are you going to be awake? Yeah. Is it because you train hard and you're really trying hard to stay awake? Or is it because you can't sleep? You can't sleep. Why? Not because mom and dad said, stay awake or you're not going to get your presents. <laughs> we should try that, but it's not going to work. And mom and dad, by the way, wish our kids would sleep. Anyhow, we stay awake because we're so excited about what is coming. So the best way I can get you to stay awake is to tell you what is coming. The end of sin, the end of dysfunction, the end of despair, the end of hunger, the end of thirst, the end of war. The end of sin, the end of death, <laughs> and illness, and bad news, and empty places at the Thanksgiving table. That's what's coming. That kind of helps us stay awake, doesn't it? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.